Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim Adaf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Rosh Hashanah Adaf Chet Amud Bet, continuing with our analysis of the first Mishnah, which lists Rosh Chodesh Tishrei as the beginning of the year for Shmitin and Yovelot. Uh, Shmitin, the Gemara asks, how do we know that the year for Shmitin starts in the fall? The seventh year is a rest year. That God watches the land from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, which we have already, uh, uh determined meant the fall. Why don't we infer from the word Shana, for Shana Shabbaton, Shana from Nisan, the first month of the months of the year? This is the inverse of what we did earlier in the Masachet, where here we say that the Shemitah uh, is just introduced as Shana without a mention of months, and therefore we infer it from another year and mention without months. In Dvar Aleph, as opposed to Shemot Yudbed, one that has a mention of months. So in other words, <clears throat> a simple year begins in the fall, a year of months begins in the spring. Does Yovel really begin on the first of Tishrei? And this parallels the question we asked at the beginning of the Regalim Sugya and Daftalad about Regalim, uh, which begin on the 15th. Yovlot Tishrei After all, Yovel is on Yom Kippur. That's when you blast the shofar, everybody goes free, and the land returns, etc. The answer is, The Tanya, as we see in Masechet Arachin, Why does it say, Sanctify the 50th year? What is this? Since it says, You blast the shofar, I may think it only comes sanctified from that day on. You sanctify the year. That it's sanctified from the beginning. So what was his application? The Avadim Ivrim would not go home, but they also would not be working. They'd be eating, drinking, celebrating, wearing crowns. When Yom Kippur came, the Beitin would blast the Shofar. The Avadim would go back to their families, and the fields would go back to their original owners. So in other words, Yovah really does start on Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. For Abanan, answer as follows, they say, how do we interpret if it only begins on Yom Kippur, according to them, and there is no celebration for those ten days, and the Avadim are still working. To support the idea that you only sanctify full years and not months. I might think that just as it begins and is sanctified from the beginning, so it's sanctified all the way to the end. Don't be surprised. After all, we have a deen of Mosifin Michal Akodesh. We begin Shemitah a month before. Talmud Lomar, Yovel Hi, Shnat HaChamishim. The Yovel is the 50th year. Shnat HaChamishim, Yatam HaKadosh, Yatam HaKadosh, Shnat HaChamishim V'achat. We don't extend Yovel past into the 51st year. And Rabbanan says, Shnat HaChamishim, and so that bright to support Yovel, who says that it begins at the beginning of the year. It doesn't start on the 10th day of the year. 
Rabbanan says, Shnal Chamishim Atamomeh, Viyatamoneh, Shnal Chamishim Viyachal. It means you count the 50th year, don't count the 51st. Afukim in Rabbi Yehuda, Damar Shnal Chamishim, Allah Lekan, Lekan, Rabbi Yehuda's Shita in Shmitin, is that the 50th year is also the first year of the next cycle. So you count 49, and you sanctify Yovel, which is also the first year of the next cycle, which means that cycle has two Shmitot in it. It's first year and its seventh year. Uh, so Rabbanan say, no, you count the 50th year, you don't count the uh the fifty first year meaning that the fifty first year is is the beginning of the new count. Okay, how do we know that you have to add on to Shemitah from the beginning, meaning from before uh it's Shemitah year, from from the time that it's called uh on to Shemitah. Now this pasuk is uh, problematic because it starts out with you work for six days and on the seventh day you rest and then you rest with the uh, with pl- from plowing and harvesting. This is not talking about shemitah. The Torah interpreted this pasuk as being about shemitah, but it can't be about the essential shemitah because the Torah forbade that. It must be plowing. During the sixth year, and it must be harvesting that which is out after Shemitah is over, uh, harvesting into the eighth year. And so therefore he says, you must have even we get from here. He says that the Pasuk is really about Shabbat, uh, about the weekly Shabbat, not the seven year Shabbat. And uh, compares harvesting to plowing, just like all plowing is reshut. There's no mitzvah to plow at any point. Similarly, the only uh, harvesting that is forbidden on Shabbat is harvesting which is voluntary and not is not commanded yet. as opposed to cutting the omer, which we will even do Friday night if Pesach were to be on Friday which in their calendar could happen. Take a look at the Mishnah in the 10th parak of Menachot to see the emphasis on this. Uh, and therefore, Rabbi Shmael, of course, is left without a source for Mosifim Nechol HaKodesh for Shemitah. Rabbi Shmael, Mosifim Nechol HaKodesh what's his source? Nafka limited Tanya from the following. In the Pasuk about Yom Kippur, it says, you shall afflict yourselves on the ninth of the month. I would think you afflict yourselves on the ninth. The date is the tenth. Therefore, it says at night, I might think that means only when it gets dark. Therefore, it says the ninth, which means we're pulled to later by Erev, and we're also pulled to earlier by Tisha. How do we reconcile them? You begin fasting before the day is ended. So therefore, the principle of Mosifin Nechol HaKodesh, which we are trying to apply to Shemitah, and we're going to, but did not apply to Yovel, he infers from the specific day of Yom Kippur. All I know is that you're supposed to begin fasting before the day starts. How do I know that you should continue fasting a little bit after the day ends? Talmud Lomar, Me'era, from evening to evening, which means the second evening, the end of the day, is compared to the first, where you add from Chol. All I know, then, is Yom Kippur. Shabbatot Minayin, how do I know that I have to add Michol HaKodesh on Shabbat? And this is fair from Machalakut Rishonim, whether or not there is a Din of Tosefet Shabbat. Uh, the Rambam says, not, Tamad Omar Tishbitu, in the Pasuk Yom Kippur, it says, Tishbitu Shabbat Chem, so therefore all things that are called Shabbaton, which is Shabbat and Regalim, uh, are going to have that rule. Yamim Tovim and how do I know to apply to Yamim Tovim, Tamad Omar, Shabbat Chem, Tishbitu Shabbat Chem, so even that which is your Shabbat, meaning the ones that you've declared, 
So how do you do it? Anytime that the Torah commands you to rest, you have to add from time which is mundane time, meaning Friday afternoon and Saturday night, or Erev Yom Tov, Motzei Yom Tov, and abstain from Malacha. And that is Rabbi Shmuel, which means that Rabbi Shmuel has a source for Mosifim HaChol HaKodesh, but he begins it from days, sanctified days, and then would expand it out to years. So what does Rabbi Kiva do with this odd pasuk about afflicting yourself on the ninth that it was used by Rishmael for Mosifil Chol HaKodesh? And by Lechatanya, very famous After all, you don't fast on the ninth, you fast on the tenth. Anybody who eats and drinks on the ninth and then fast on the tenth, it's as if he fasted on both the ninth and the tenth, a very famous drasha. Okay, Tanarabanan. Yovel he, the Torah says it is Yovel. Afapishalo Shamtu, meaning even though they didn't declare Shemitah, Alpishalo Taku, even though they did not blast it, meaning the Yovel is what the Yovel is. It comes in any case. I might think even if they didn't send the slaves back home that it's not that it's still Yovel, Tamalomar he, Tiverbihuda. Rabbi Yosemir Yovel he Alpishalo Shamtov Pishalo Shilchu. He says, even if they didn't uh, declare Shemitah, and even if they didn't send the slaves home, but I might think that even if they didn't blast the shofar, in other words, uh, each one of Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yudah sees one item as being vital to make it um, to make it Yovel, either the blast of the shofar, according to Rabbi Yossi, or sending the slaves home, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Now, since one pasuk, one pasuk seems to be expansive and one seems to be exclusive, Rabbi says, why do I say that even if they didn't send Avadim home, it's still Yovel, but it's not Yovel without the Shofar. You could have a world without sending slaves if you didn't have slaves. But you, but there's no reason not to blow the Shofar. The other thing is the shofar is up to beitim, so if beitim doesn't blow it, there's no yovel. Shiluch avadim is up to the individual owner. My davar acher, why do you add the second thing? Says it's impossible for there not to be somebody who has a slave. That's why he added this the second reason, because in case you would challenge the first by saying, well, there's got to be somebody somewhere who has got a slave, the answer is yes, but this is up to Beitin. So, Bishlo Rabbiosi Kudakamartama. We understand why Rabbiosi says that Tekiah is the one item that's vital. He explained his reasoning. Rabbiyuda Maitama, why does Rabbiyuda say that Shiluach Avadim is the one thing that's vital? What's his reasoning? On our crowd, Kratrem, draw Baaritz, declare liberty to the land. He holds that the Pasuk can only be pulled one phrase back and not two phrases back. And so, therefore, that's the part that really establishes what the Yovel is, and not Vavratem Shofar Turah, which is earlier than that. The Kuli Amadror Lashon Chirut, but everybody agrees the Dror means liberty. My Mashma, where'd that come from? The Tanya, Ein Dror El Lashon Chirut, Dror means freedom. Like somebody who just goes from place to place. Takes his stuff with him, meaning he's, he travels if he's uh, got wanderlust, he can go wherever he wants. This disagreement is Rabbi Yehuda versus Rabbi Yossi. You need to do all three things. Shemitah, 
תקיעה אין שילוח עבדים. כסר ומקרא נדרש לפניו, ולפני פניו ולי אחריו. And they hold that the פסוקים, after he read, יובל היא, both to the phrase beforehand, to the phrase even earlier than that, and to the phrase afterwards, which is the שמיטה part. בכתיב יובל, ההוד אפילו בחוץ לארץ. בכתיב בארץ, uh, it says Yovel, so what does it mean that it's, it is a Yovel? The point of the expansion is not saying to expand it even if they didn't do those things, but rather it expands to Chutzlarts. Akti Barts, it's Yovel Barts. How is Manchinohe, Jor Barts, no Hegba Chutzlarts, which Manchin and Oig Barts, and no Hegba Chutzlarts. It's there to tell you that Yovel is only no Hegba Chutzlarts when it's no Hegba Chutzlarts. When it's no Hegba Chutzlarts, when it's not no Hegba Chutzlarts, it is not no Hegba Chutzlarts. Um, and uh, and the word Yovel, which consistently through this Midrash was used as the Ribui, is then now a Ribui only to say that when Yovel is operating in Chutzlaretz, it even operates, as in Eretz Yisrael, it even operates in Chutzlaretz. Okay, we'll pause at this point, we'll pick it up with analysis of the next piece of the Mishnah, in the Tiyah, that Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the year for planting, we'll see what that means. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.